good people peace thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of soul affirmations with felicia and kariga with kariga and felicia and who else and the black love podcast network absolutely shout out to the black love podcast network and the listeners yes most importantly our listeners all across the network thank you for tuning in to all the amazing shows and thank you for tuning in to soul affirmations with felicia and kariga <laughs> with kariga and felicia <laughs> how you feeling today Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling well for now. I'm feeling well. Today is, um, has been a trying day. I'm tired, but I feel good to be here sitting at the table with you. I'm present for it. <laughs> I'm grateful for it. Yeah. I'm grateful for the way that you show up because mm-hmm. you have so much to hold. But <laughs> no, I'm really happy to be here today. Yeah. I'm happy to be here too. I have an affirmation that I picked that we can start with if you have your text you know what to do you touch your neighbor with consent you tell them to grab their text and then you turn to page 38 which reads today I acknowledge the gift of impermanence neither struggle nor ease will last forever so I learned to have respect for them both today I acknowledge the gift of impermanence as a <laughs> gift sometimes it takes some reframing to accept the gift Mm. But it is a gift because neither struggle nor ease lasts forever. So we learn to have respect for them both. Man. That's the process. That is yeah. the reframing. Yeah, it's easy to say. It's easy to say. It's it's the practice that to me makes it profound. Mm-hmm. Learning to have respect for them both. That's the work. I want to shout you out as mm. I've been seeing you making room for both. Maybe we can talk a little bit about if you've been able to respect them both openly in a way that makes room for others who may be listening, who may have been struggling with making room for them both. Mm. But I want to acknowledge that I've seen you making room for them both. (laughs) Making room for everybody. I'm trying. I I truly am. I think newborn life is is work. (laughs) And I have the privilege, the honor to be nursing our Kamali. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and man, she started out with going with the bottle and nursing on the breast. And now she's like, you know what? I'm actually really cool off that bottle and really would just prefer the breast. And and so it has required more of me than initially was required of me. And so... I'm a little bit tired, but I acknowledge that this is not something that will last forever. Wow. And that's hard. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's, that's a major statement. That's hard. But you know what I will say? Like I, I tried to have a moment, even though I was tired, I wanted to share that moment in my Kamayu corner Mm -hmm. and have the moment with both of my babies I'm so grateful that I get to do that. Absolutely. That I'm able to 
sit in in the space with both of them. Like it feels like I am present with both of them. And it feels really good to be able to have that time and opportunity. Because I think what this conversation is going to focus more so on is a reflection and real-time processing of my birthday that I didn't really talk about. Mm -hmm. That truthfully kind of snuck up on me. And um, I have to acknowledge that I didn't really want to be in it. And I think that it has to do with the grief. Last year, we had this really big pool party right at Tariq and Sheena's house. And I really, really wanted to have this kind of big celebration. And I think it was because I wanted a moment where I just didn't feel sad. So we had this big old pool party with a six foot beach ball. It was a really good time. We had food, we had music, all the friends came through and I enjoyed myself. And I probably enjoyed myself a little bit more than I had planned. I was tripping the whole time. She's telling the story. She's like, yeah, we had the beach ball and the floaties and good music and food. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I remember the good drink. (laughs) There was definitely good drink at that party. Oh, man, it was. It was. But I wasn't making my drink. I just kept getting a drink. Oh. Yeah. I had a special cup. Oh, that's how we're framing this? Well, that's exactly how it went. I believe you. You know. And then the next day, I was very, very much tired from the, the night before. And, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed. You know, I was hungover. But not, that's... No, no, I, was, I wasn't here to tell that. Obviously, <laughs> you know, it's hot in Sacramento. You know, that's where you had your party. And mm-hmm. I remember the feeling. I remember your willingness to lean in that day. I remember what it felt like. I mean, you really at the top of your planning committee. Um, <laughs> I was on the budget committee. I think that's what my job was, but... This year, I remember it feeling different. So this is real time because I haven't spoke to her about this previously. I remember the challenge I was feeling at trying to celebrate you and mm-hmm. could easily read that something else was happening. Last year? This year. Oh. I could feel it. I could feel the difference. Hmm. It was very vast because I remember where you were at last year and so much has changed since that year while trying to figure out what that year was. Mm. And before you go further, please hold your thought. I brought up last year because even though that next day, like I woke up on my actual birthday feeling a little sick, I took a nap and when I woke back up, I felt differently again. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to celebrate anymore. Not because of all of the celebrating that we had done the day before, but I could feel the heavy Of my grief? Yeah, I don't want to be away from my grief. I'm not trying to distract myself from my grief. Right. Make myself feel something else. Right. And I recognize that this year I was feeling that again. You were feeling it again and feeling it differently. In addition to feeling that grief, your night before wasn't like the night before last year. Mm -hmm. You weren't breastfeeding at 2 a.m. and 5 Mm a.m. and still trying to get rest and figure out what you're going to do with yourself. Mm -hmm. So there was more required of you physically and physiologically. And I could acknowledge and see how mothering in that way and Kamali's needs being at the top of your list, you work with what's left to work through your feelings. But these were really big feelings. Mm. Well, one, you've never experienced these before. So you had to work through your feelings with the remaining energy you had left. Yeah. I could see it. I could feel it. 
Yeah. And I respected it. I saw all the work you were doing. I felt the emotions you couldn't articulate yet, but I'm so very proud of you for making your way through it the way you did and having that love, that dedication, that longingness that you hear from. Mm. I had a lot of respect for what you, how you closed the night. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember that. I, I didn't want to celebrate, you know. It's hard having Kamali here and not having Kamayu here on that day, physically. And I'm reminded each time I'm interacting with Kamali that I don't have Kamayu. So it becomes a challenge for me to even want to celebrate. Like, I think what happens, what's going through my mind is what is there to celebrate when you don't have both of your children present? And then also, what is there to celebrate? I am meeting all of Kamali's needs right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is something to celebrate in itself. As I say it now and I'm, I reframe it. However, in the moment, it was <laughs> ordinarily I would be trying to sleep, <laughs> you know, get as much rest as I could. If I mm-hmm. had my choice on how I would celebrate my day, you know, it would mm-hmm. look differently. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. Nonetheless, Zio showed up and she mm-hmm. always shows up on time for food. It's the funniest thing to me is every time she shows up, my mom is cooking. It's how she makes it for the meal. But it was nice to have my friend present with me and having breakfast. That was nice. Yeah. She has like a built-in timer around <laughs> family meals. But to that extent, we've also had a number of amazing meals at her family's home. So That's true. That is true. I like to call it a beautifully fair exchange. Yeah. And one of the moments that I, I highlighted just now, taking the time to... Nurse Kamali in the Kamayu corner. Here comes Rob. And he shows up with flowers and mm-hmm. that smile and just warmth and filled with so much love. And I really appreciated that he thought of me in that way and surprised me before w- heading back to D.C. That was beautiful. Yeah. And then my mom, who's so special, we do our annual shopping trip every year. And so she still was present for me that day to go do our annual shopping trip and I remember being in the car with you all and she asked me how I was feeling to be 34 and I think that was the first time that I was starting to process it just recognizing that you know what today I just really wish that I had Kamayu with me and I'm wondering why it stood out so much on my birthday I'd liken it to think that perhaps when you are experiencing grief You remember how in the beginning, everything that you do new without that person present is hard. So here I am coming into 34 without Kamayu, even though I came into 33 without her. It's still this is a new milestone, for lack of a better word, where I'm reminded that she's not physically present with me. So I can feel that on my body. I can feel it in my spirit, you know. And uh, I was so happy that my mom had asked me how I was feeling because it allowed me the opportunity to make room to say that because I had been feeling that that entire day, even the night before, <laughs> the week before Brittany had kept, she kept asking me, what am I doing for my birthday? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't want to do anything. I think what I wanted most was just to have her. That's the truth. If I could have anything for my birthday, it would be to have her. So to exist in time and not be able to get what I 
desire the most, what I want the most in that moment. It's challenging, but it's still a beautiful day nonetheless. And we spent time with my mom, with Kamali while we were out and we had dinner and we came back. And I remember feeling that entire day, just missing Kamayu so much, wanting to have her that here we are getting ready for bed. And I didn't take a moment to sit and write to her. And I realized that the entire day I had been thinking about her and wanting her physically. And when I decided, you know what, I'm going to go take that moment. I realized that she had been with me the whole day because I had been thinking about her nonstop. And so I took the time to write to thank her for being present with me the whole day. And even though I was so tired from having given myself the way I've been having to give myself to Kamali, I told her that I'll take whatever time that I have to share that moment with her. Mm. Mm. I didn't care how late it was. I don't care how tired I was going to be the next day. I took the moment. I sat in that chair and I just, I wrote to my baby and I thanked her for just being present all day. Cause I could feel her, even though I felt it in, in my sadness, I wanted, I'm so grateful that I was able to honor that. Cause that's how it felt at the, I mean, the, the best way I can describe it, babe, and maybe you can help me make it more clear. It was a reminder for me of her, right? She's present. Absolutely. But I think exploring all of the feelings before we arrive at what we know is always going to be critically important. Right. We have what we know, but we also have our feelings. Our feelings are worth exploring to inform what we know and how we know it to be true. So listening to you explore your feelings and being able to see that you're exploring these feelings all day, I could see it. I could feel it. We share a room. I could feel it in the room. But I think you exploring your feelings are important and remain important because it's the feelings that create the reference for you, for me, and for those out there who may be having similar feelings that they haven't yet been able to articulate or haven't had the time to articulate. Mm. Because... Parenthood after loss is its own experience. Mm -hmm. You said each milestone you do without your loved one is a reminder of them. So yeah, here you are having a birthday, realizing all you really want is Kamayu to be present the way you would get to experience Kamayu present. But this birthday, you had Kamayu present differently than you had Kamali present. Mm-hmm. And exploring that difference is the time and space you deserve. But when I'm listening to you, when your reflection ended with you thanking Kamayu for being there with you all day, as I'm listening and remembering what I saw, I could see that she was there all day. Mm -hmm. Impossible to ignore. And you deserve the room to express how you wish to hold her. But ultimately, we arrive at the finding of where she is with us. Mm-hmm. And that is comfort for me to arrive at the understanding that you're with me always. Yeah. And difference doesn't mean deficit. So because I have Kamali one way doesn't mean having Kamayu in a different way means that I have less of Kamayu. Mm. 
Right. I have less of the memories that I expected to have. And I'm having to resolve that in real time when I'm realizing I don't have active memories mm-hmm. with Kamayu the way I do with Kamali. But I mustn't call it deficit because the difference is what helps me love and be present with Kamali the way that I am. Because I know Kamayu's love, mm-hmm. I am a different father and a different type of father for Kamali as directly informed by Kamayu. And I think that the way you are present for Kamali and mother her, I see it directly informed by Kamayu. I was so happy to see you sitting in that chair, feeding Kamali, <laughs> that Kamayu corner that you imagined and then created. I liked you showing up for you, yourself, and the girls that way. Mm-hmm. You know, space is important. Mm-hmm. Space reserved for you all is even more special. Mm-hmm. Watching you work through the feelings, hearing you articulate it, watching you work through the grief as it presents itself. If I could draw a diagram for the listener right now, it would look like I'm starting at the bottom. There's a point at the bottom and I'm taking my pen or pencil left and it's going up mm-hmm. and it comes down to a peak and then it comes around on the other end. It's like a heart, mm-hmm. right? the diagram that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not what the physical heart looks like, but I think when I look at a heart and I make it symmetrical, one side of that heart can represent the love that we cannot hold in our arms, but is forever in us. Mm-hmm. And the other side can represent the love that we do get to hold and be present with. The reason why I think your birthday felt the way it did, at least in my observation, because you were having very two ex- deep experiences with love at the same time. Hmm. One being the grief of one daughter and the present joy of the other. And I watched you hold both of those in the same day at the same time as you often do. But like you said, those birthdays are very special reminders. Yeah. So I could feel all that happening and I have respect for it and want it to occur in its own pace while still being present for you and Kamali in ways that help you be present for you, Kamayu and Kamali. Mm. So the birthday was, it was joy and there were smiles, but I could feel. Mm. And I really want to commend you for taking that time to write for yourself, for her. Mm. It's a trip. It's a trip, right? We got a newborn and a lot of folks like to hear about her and want to hear about her and want to see her more. Yeah. And I'm happy they do. And every once in a while, there's an inquiry of somebody who asks about how we hold both. And that also feels very good. Yeah, it does. It reflects the real time holding that's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's actually what's always going on. I love to talk about Kamali. I love when people want to see (laughs) pictures of her. Mm-hmm. I love when people point out the dimple in her elbow. <laughs> Don't be pointing out my baby's dimple. She got a dimple elbow. in her elbow, y'all. Listen, she got this dimple in her elbow. Stop talking about my baby's dimple. But doesn't she also have cuts in her arm? Let's just get she the fact. She does. She has cuts in her arm. So everybody she keeps talking about. She has high calves, too. So we already know she's she's already fast. And wh- her legs are really long, y'all. She's in the 97th percentile for height. Everybody likes to keep talking about how chunky she is. And I like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying she has cuts in her arms, too. Right. So like she's just an all around bigger person. But see, like I can't stop talking about all the things that I love about her, her scent, mm-hmm. her smell, her mm-hmm. eye contact, her mm-hmm. laughter in the morning. She laughs every morning, smiles every single morning. Mm-hmm. Bath time is amazing. Mm-hmm. The bath time photos, y'all watch when y'all see these bath time photos. <laughs> 
every moment we have with her is worth it. It's beautiful. It's full of these experiences. And that's just what the eye can see. What the eye can't see is that while that's happening, we're holding space for all the love to be present. Mm -hmm. And that is not dismissive of Kamayu's love. You just can't see it in the photo. Or maybe you can. Maybe it's written all over my face or Fee's face. Mm. But that's what parenting for us is like right now. Mm-hmm. It's still the configuring. Because every moment we have with Kamali is in part a reminder of moments we did not have mm-hmm. with Kamayu. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity to reframe the moments that we do have with Kamayu differently. Yeah, But it all takes work. And I don't have to arrive at the fact or the know-how fast or slow or on anybody's timing. Yeah. It's just about arriving at the know, right? What we know. But the feelings are worth exploring. Mm-hmm. Without them, there's no reference. Mm. What I valued most about the day is the reframing that I was able to find at the end of the day. I went to bed in tears, but in gratitude. It weren't just tears of sadness. They were tears of joy that... I was able to realize like, man, I've been feeling this all day and it's because I'm feeling you. So thank you for being there for me today because it's really what I wanted. It's not the way I want it, but what I have, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. And that's, that's the reframe. It's not the way I want it, but what I have, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. The reframe. The reframe. But this is why we also say we have to rehearse the knowing. That is so such an important reminder. <laughs> the reminding of having to rehearse the note. By the way, that episode is fire. What's the name of the episode? Which we were talking about. The one that you had me listen to. Time as a continuum. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a That's j- Crystal's favorite episode. <laughs> N- no, listen to me. Go back and listen to Time as a Continuum. It is crystal clear and offers reference <laughs> crystal clear Stop it. and offers reference to so much of this conversation as like a thesis point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rehearsing the knowing is also practice you have less time to rehearse the knowing when you're actively parenting another child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so without rehearsing the knowing we will subsequently feel more feelings not invalid but the feelings lead us back to a reframe that leads us back to what we know already. Yeah. And we go through all these feelings yep. trying to remember what we know. Yep. But those feelings can come like tidal waves, like 30 feet waves of feeling. <laughs> and if you ever have seen something that massive, it's hard to remember exactly what you know because something is right in front of you telling you maybe something differently than what you know. And you face it and you navigate it. But what we learn in that process is so profound. Mm -hmm. And I want it to inform the way I live. And I want it to inform the way I treat grief. I want it to inform the way I make room for others in their grief. Mm -hmm. I want it to inform the way I don't shy away from grief. Yeah. I want to remember how to be present. Because when I remember that difference doesn't mean deficit. I get to stand in the gap of that difference and really marvel at my world and how it requires me to hold both. Mm -hmm. I don't actually want to 
fall out of rhythm of knowing how to hold Kamayu. Right. Right. For me, I the exercise, precisely, but the exercise of holding present what life requires of you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and active parenting this way, like the way we're watching the baby monitor right now. <laughs> right now, y'all, we're watching a baby monitor because somebody's about to set it off. She got her arms out of that swaddle. She just broke out of the swaddle. <laughs> why, I don't know why they make these things and act like babies stay in them. She <laughs> it's is. Like, it's just training for her. It's she's like, a master each esca- day I swaddle train, escape artist. Yeah, I train to get out <laughs> of the swaddle. I guess I should go get her. I'd like to go get her. You want to do it? Yeah. Go I want it. you to stay present because we were talking about holding it all. And daddy can hold this one. <laughs> She's arrived, the little one, and she's not Bow Wow. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> it's the little one, and she's not Bow Wow. I don't think corniness as a measure of humor <laughs> is hereditary, so I think we're in good shape. I don't I don't think she can inherit that. I think good humor children can inherit, but I don't think they inherit corny. I think there's like a just a gene that says, nah, we're not inheriting corny. Holding it all. Still holding it all. There's beauty in the refrain. I have to lean into the process to find that, though. I recognize that. And taking the time on my birthday in that late hour to write to her was, like you said, it was exactly what I needed to rehearse the knowing. And it fascinates me, Rika, when I'm able to write. I don't go in there. I guess no one does when they're journaling, but it's a different experience that I'm having when I'm writing to Kamayu. Everything is so clear. My feelings for her are so clear. Mm-hmm. And every time, every time I find the beauty, I find the reframe, I find the understanding. I guess I, I find, I, I just, I find. And it happens in your own time just the way as it should. And that's the, the only way it can. Right? The thing about reference that I always want to make clear is that time doesn't dictate the when. Mm-hmm. It's just the only measure that lets us get to the next how. Right. We don't know when. And the reframe, like the rehearsal, should not be rushed. Mm-hmm. And we are all students in the art of life. And every artist knows you don't rush rehearsal. Now, what happens is you can have quick rehearsals, but that's because existing rehearsals were happening already. Mm. So sometimes it doesn't take a long time to remember. Sometimes it doesn't take a long time to reframe because the knowing is in you already. Mm -hmm. But the lived experience of being human is what requires us to reframe. We take in new experiences every day. Mm -hmm. We take in new data every day that has to be processed to get us back to our knowing. It's similar to the black lived experience when we know that we're deserving of life, Mm -hmm. liberty, Mm-hmm. pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. and flavor. And these are all things that we know are our birthright. I'm sorry. We don't have seasoning. Everywhere no, you melanin ain't, is. No, no, no. You're yeah, right. Everywhere there's melanin, flavor. you can find great spices. Okay. <laughs> Some people don't use them well. But <laughs> back to what I'm saying, in the concept of black life, we know what our rights are. And sometimes life can feel so very different than what we deserve. Mm. And you have to take time to remember and know your goodness in a world that tells you otherwise. 
that happens in the black experience too often. Mm-hmm. Well, such is it in the lived experience of all. You take in this data and you have to process it to make sure you remember yeah. and make sure you know. And it is challenging. All of those things are incredibly more challenging, not just with adversity, but with caring for a newborn, which you're doing an amazing job because Kamali is weighing in like a champ. Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows it. The doctors do. I do. She knows it. Anybody who holds her, who's lucky enough, they know it. She's weighing in like a champ. And this is 100% Felicia. (laughs) I haven't done a feeding in how many weeks? Man, I don't know. It stopped after six. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) So for six weeks, I was involved, giving her breast milk in the bottle. But I haven't been involved in one feeding since then. So shout out to Felicia, who is keeping Kamali so strong. (laughs) Skin is beautiful. Hair is beautiful. Nails, healthy. I see them. See me scratching. (laughs) Rhea, I thank you for helping me in real time navigate and understand the processing of my grief concerning my birthday and understanding the reframe and also reminding myself of what I already know. Because you're right, like time spent right now can take me away from the time that I would have ordinarily took to process and remind myself of what I know. And I'm holding both at the same time. And you're doing a fine job. Thank you. And coming to your reframe and you're remembering and the rehearsing, right? Mm-hmm. It's your and time rehearsing. for rehearsal. It's my time for rehearsal. So I'm looking for an affirmation I feel that may speak to this. I'm going to go with page 30 and it reads. Come on, let's, come on, let's turn to page 30. Kamali. Come on. (laughs) She said, okay. I choose to make peace with what today has come to teach me. Mm. I choose to make peace with what today has come to teach me. Yep. That is heavy game on the table. Man. It's easy to say. And then when you do the work work. to arrive at that statement as your truth, Mm -hmm. you'll be made more beautiful because of it. Yeah. We really appreciate you all coming to the space with us to rehearse these knowings. To reframe on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yeah. Soul Affirmations is a real-time space, as you hear Kamali with us as well. <laughs> but we thank you for coming and making space with us. Fee, I'm so incredibly inspired by you and admire the way you process. Thank you for making this space available for all of us, for the people out there, for the couples out there who are navigating grief as the world is opening up and everybody wants to be busy and having fun. Some folks are just still making their way Mm -hmm. and that's okay. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into another episode of soul affirmations with Felicia and Kariga with Kariga and Felicia and Kamali and Kamali and the listeners (laughs) on the black love podcast network. Be sure to tell a friend about the show. Uh, Invite somebody into the space. Yes. If you haven't already begun to follow. Yes. You can follow us. That's right. You can follow us and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. If you know how to rate and review, like if that's if that's your thing, if you know how to leave feedback, do that. We and love if, feedback. And if you can't, just tell a friend. Invite somebody <laughs> to the space. Yeah. More love. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. Peace.